We speak of your goodness. We speak of your faithfulness. God, we refuse to retreat in fear or worry, God. We stand in the face of whatever challenge it might be, and we declare the goodness of God. We stand in faith and sing our praises to God. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that we're not alone. Thank you that we don't have to figure this out alone. We're not orphans. We're sons of the living God. We're sons of the Most High. You know us. You call us by name. You love us. You whisper to us. You reveal your love to us. That's why we declare your, your name. That's why we declare your praises, God. Jesus' name. We're going to take just a few more minutes, and there's something so powerful when men pray, when we lean in and engage in prayer. And so there are four different things we're going to pray for here corporately. And uh, we're going to start by just praying over uh, the, our marriages and the marriages for our church and our city. And so Pastor Brian Newberg is going to start. And then Mark Mayfield is going to pray as a father. He's going to pray over our kids. And then Joe Roberts is going to lead us in prayer for our nation. And then I'll close this out uh, in this time of corporate prayer for praying uh, over the nations in the world. So yeah, Brian's going to start by praying over marriages. As I pray this morning, I'm just mindful there's a number of us in here that are married. So for those of us that are married, let's open our hands to heaven and let's pray over our own marriages. And let's also pray over marriages in our church and in our city. And as I was uh, thinking about this and contemplating, I was reminded of John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief's purpose is to kill and, ki and to still kill and destroy. And my purpose is to give a rich and satisfying life. Father, right now I know that the enemy is real and that he is uh, trying to kill, steal, and destroy marriages in this room, in our church. And Father, we stand against the enemy's schemes in Jesus' name. And we announce to the enemy that he, he, he must cease and he must let go. And Father, I lift up every marriage in this room and every marriage in our church and in the city. Father, I lift up husbands and wives, and just as we have this love and respect conference this weekend, Father, and we know that the cry of the woman's heart is to be loved, and Father, we know the cry of the man's heart is to be respected, especially by his wife. So Father, we lift up marriages today, and Father, we pray for unity in homes today, Lord. Father, for those that will come this weekend, Lord, that are in desperate places, Lord, Father, we pray that you would breathe life back into a marriage that needs life. Father, we pray, God, for a spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation to be released over marriages today. And Father, I pray, God, for every man in this room today, God, Father, that he would fulfill the call of Scripture to be a blessing to his family and a blessing to his wife, that he would be there engaged, that he would lead spiritually, that he would encourage his wife and his kids. Father, that he would serve like Jesus served, and Father, that he would sit and listen, and that he would have an open heart and a receptive heart to his wife. So, Father, I lift up marriages today, God. I pray, God, uh, just life into marriages today, Lord. Father, I pray for families, Lord. We know that the enemy is attacking them, Lord. Father, and God, we just pray that you would give life back to them, Lord. Father, do whatever it takes this morning, Father. I pray for men and, and husbands and wives, Lord, just to be full of humility. Father, I pray against pride. I pray against selfishness, Lord. 
And Father, I pray, God, for just a spirit of unity and a spirit of peace in every home today, God. And we look forward to what you will do, Lord, through this conference this weekend, God, and then just through marriages in our church, Lord. Father, we pray that you would raise up small groups and, and people, Lord, to mentor and to disciple and to help people that are struggling in their marriages, Lord. And so, Father, we, we just entrust all of this to you today, God. And we know that it's something that's deeply in your heart, God, is to restore and to strengthen the marriages in this church, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let's pray over our kids now and the kids of the church, the kids of the city. This is Mark Mayfield. before the Lord, I think there's no uh, greater discipleship honor than to disciple our kids, and uh, there's no easier way for Satan to attack than through our kids, and so let's just uh, lift up our, our children today. Father God, I thank you uh, for the fathers that are represented here, uh, Lord, I thank you for uh, just the blessing it is to be a dad, and Lord, I just ask that um, as our, our kids are being assaulted in this culture uh, from the evil one, Lord, I just ask that you would put a hedge of protection around each one that's represented here in our church, Lord. Uh, we just ask that your uh, loving kindness would just surround them as they face different things in school and uh, just the assault of this culture, Lord. And I just pray for the men here, Lord, that are, that, are, that are fathers, Lord. I pray that you would embolden us with courage to pursue our children, uh, Lord, with, with your heart, Lord, help us not to be afraid to, to speak into their lives. Uh, Lord, help us not to be afraid to, to disciple and to pursue, Lord. Um, our kids want to be pursued. And I pray, Lord, that whatever barrier is, is keeping us from doing that, Lord, whether it be fear, uh, whether it be doubt or insecurity, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, embolden us to step in uh, courage to disciple our children, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that um, if there are men here that are struggling, Lord, I pray that they would turn to the left and to the right and to receive encouragement uh, from the men that are here and from the, the resources that this church has to offer, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that we would raise up a generation of godly men and women uh, who will advance the kingdom. And Lord, may that start in our own homes. In your name. Let us pray for our nation. This, of course, is a time for... A lot of division and debate. Let's just pray for unity over our country. This is Joe Roberts. God, bless our nation. Bless our nation, Lord. We thank you that uh, the founding fathers had the, the wisdom and the insight to say, in God we trust. Lord, we pray for a restoration of our nation to those principles of godliness, those, to those principles that would, would make this nation uh, great once again able to, to be the bastion amongst all the nations in all the world uh, that would say, uh, our God is, is a great big God. Our God is a king. He is the ruler of our nation. Lord, we pray for those in leadership uh, in our government, Lord, that to turn their hearts even today to, to worship you, to say, in you we trust, O oh Lord, not in our own thinking, not in our own um, uh, manipulation and, and, and wisdom, but Lord, we turn to you and to your wisdom as we make decisions that will just resound throughout the nation. Lord, we just thank you for our nation. Thank you for what you've done so far in the past to bless this nation. We pray that in, in 2016, as we approach this new election, Lord, that again, you would turn hearts to, to, to you, 
and that they would uh, seek your face when they begin to vote, Lord, and that they would they would trust you that as they make their declarations of who they want to, to lead this nation, Lord, that your hand would be upon them, that, Lord, that we would see this nation uh, become once again that godly nation that you wanted it to be from its beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, then the last thing we'll pray for is let's just uh, turn around, pick out a flag. There's flags in the back representing some of the nations. Let's just pray for two things. Number one, that the believers in that country will be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And then for unbelievers to have their eyes open to the gospel. So go ahead, just right where you're at. Just begin to pick out one of those countries and pray for the people. Pray for the hearts of the people in that, that nation. your word says that all over the world the gospel is growing and bearing fruit. We believe that's happening today. We believe that today around the world people will come to know Jesus. God, we pray that you would open eyes. Open eyes today so people can see Jesus. And God, for the believers in every nation, I pray that you would give us them a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know Jesus better. Open their eyes to know the hope of their calling and the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody says amen. All right, go ahead and have a seat. We're going to just be real brief this morning. Thank you to the worship team for playing this morning and leading us out. Appreciate you guys. Some of you still have that uh, Super Bowl smile going on. You can't hide it. I mean, you're, you're just glowing. Anybody admit that, like, the 10-year-old came out in you? Just jumping around? A couple of you? Okay, so I'm not the only one? I want to highlight a couple different things, and then I'm going to share just a few thoughts on a, on a passage in Romans, and then we'll, we'll uh, wrap up here by 7.30. I know a lot of you guys have to get to work, but... Uh, on the back table as you're leaving, there's two different things I'd encourage you to pick up. Number one, this is uh, a, f- a handout that describes some upcoming men's gatherings that are coming up. And so February 24th, in just a couple weeks, we're going to have a, a men's gathering called Decades. And essentially, there's a man from each decade. It's going to be a, a conversation. It'll be real interactive. But there will be a man from each decade a guy in his 20s, a guy in his 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And we're just going to have a conversation, an interactive conversation on issues that are really relevant for us. So marriage and family and leadership and faith and courage and fear. I think it's going to be really rich, and I would love for you to be there for it. It's going to be in the student chapel here on our campus. 
which is in the other building. It's uh, Wednesday, February 24th, starting at 6.30. And then also on that back table, we have a pack out. You can grab one of these on your way out. This is a listing. So we have about 25 different men's groups that are currently meeting. So there's absolutely no reason for you uh, to go at life alone if you don't want to. We've got 25 guys who have stepped forward and said, this year I'm going to be real intentional to pursue God in the company of other men. And so we call them fire teams, but essentially they're men's small groups, groups of four to seven guys who are saying, let's, hey, this year, let's, let's walk together. Let's walk with God and let's walk together. And some of the stories, for the sake of time, I, I can't go into a lot of these stories, but some of these stories of what's coming out of these groups as these men are just being intentional with one another is awesome. Stories of God, the Spirit of God really moving in unique ways. And uh, men who are just being sharpened, men who are being encouraged. And so you can uh, take a look. There's a picture of each leader and then a description of, of what that group is like. So, Okay, I want to I talk uh, about uh, two verses in Romans. Uh, Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. So if you were here last month, I talked uh, about following Jesus well in 2016. And I really sensed that God was giving us... Uh, a sort of fresh invitation to follow him this year. Like he was saying, hey, f- hey really, follow me this year. And as we follow him uh, in, in 2016, I really believed he was saying, if you'll truly follow me closely, I'll lead you to places that you could never get to on your own. And so we closed out our time together last month by uh, asking God for a word, one word that would represent what is God doing in your life in, in 2016, and so really the focus was kind of broad, the year. Well, th- this morning I want to zoom in a little bit and say, well, how do, you, how do we actually follow him today? What does that really look like today for us to follow Jesus? Or as Paul says in Galatians 5, to keep in step with the Spirit. Because if we're going to follow him this year closely, that really means following him closely today and then following him closely tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. And a key component uh, in order for this to happen, for us to follow him, to keep in step with him, really comes down to, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Putting the scriptures into action is huge. But another big part of it is, is our mind. It's our thinking. It's our thoughts. It's what we give our attention to. Because if we're going to follow Jesus... If we profess this faith that the risen Christ is present in this moment, in every moment, and we're going to set out to follow him and keep in step with him, it's so important that we pay attention to what he's doing, to give our attention to him. So the name of this brief teaching is Present to the Presence. It's it's learning how, how can we learn more and more to be present to the presence of Christ with us. Not just in our quiet time in the morning, but as we go about our busy day, as we go about uh, each day, that we really walk with this awareness and this we're present to the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. One of the reasons this is so important is because our actions, if we're going to follow Christ, we have to pay attention to him. And our actions oftentimes will follow our, our thinking, our thoughts. And so whichever direction our thoughts go, eventually 
our behavior will usually follow that. And I think this is what the scriptures show us in Romans 8. So uh, Romans 8, verses 5 and 6, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. So the mind is set on what the flesh desires, and then we find out that, oh, we're living according to those desires. Uh, He said, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. So that's pretty clear. Paul makes that pretty clear. He's saying, hey, set your mind on the Spirit. If you want to live according to the Spirit, if you want to keep in step with the Spirit, you got to set your mind on the Spirit. Be aware of Him. Pay attention to Him. It's kind of like uh, the picture I have of this is driving a car. We have to intentionally steer the vehicle. And if we take our hands off the wheel, what's going to happen to the vehicle? It's slowly going to begin to veer off the road and end up in the ditch. I mean, that's pretty inevitable. But the same thing is true with our mind and our thinking. If The scriptures have a lot to say about our thinking and our thought life, but if we really narrow it down, if we boil it down, so much of what the scriptures are teaching us is to be intentional. you got to be intentional. I have to be intentional with my thoughts. I have to steer my thinking because if I'm not intentional with my thinking and my thought life, it's going to wander off. And my thinking is going to end up in the ditch. And if my thinking ends up in the ditch and I don't correct it, then I'm going to end up in the ditch. Does that make sense? So the scriptures are saying, be intentional. You have to steer this. You have to guide it. Don't let the mind just wander. Don't let the mind be a runaway train. You ever have situations where you're, you're, you're present, but you're not really present? But you're thinking about something else. Your mind is somewhere else. Maybe in the evening... Your wife is wanting to talk to you. She's wanting to show you pictures of Pinterest. Oh, is that just my wife? Brady, yeah, come on. Your wife shows you Pinterest. She's wanting to engage with you. But are you you present? Are you listening? Are you really there? Or perhaps you're still thinking about work or different things that are going on. Or our kids are wanting to interact with us. Our kids are wanting to spend time with us, but are we really present? Are we really there? Are we really locked in and paying attention to what's actually happening right in front of us? Our minds, it's so easy, I know. Our minds can just begin to wander off, and we have to steer them back. Or, does this ever happen to you? Do you ever, uh, as men, I think it's pretty safe to say we want to be prepared for things, right? We don't want to be caught off guard. And so part of the way that we prepare for different things is we have these hypothetical scenarios that play out in our mind. And these hypothetical conversations because we want to be prepared. And so maybe it's the conversation with the wife that you know is coming. Or the conversation with the boss that you, you feel like is coming. Or a coworker or anybody. And so it's easy to say, well, here's what I think they're going to say. And when they say this, this is what I'm going to say. And then when, they, when I say this, this is probably what they're going to say. But then I'm going to counter here. And so there's this mental check, 
chess game that happens. Then it's like checkmate, baby. But what happens to us? What happens? Don't we get kind of charged up when that happens emotionally? You start to kind of feel the, the charge, the pressure. Well, really what's happening when that happens to us is our mind is just beginning to wander. We're not being intentional. We're not steering the mind. I was just talking to a, a guy about this recently, and he was real honest, and he was saying that he was having some conflict in his marriage. And he said, Gabe, I, I don't know why this happens, but I go from about 1 to 10 in a matter of five seconds on the anger scale. So I, I go into the conversation with my wife, he said, and I'm just committed to staying calm. But in a matter of about five, ten seconds, I'm just through the roof. And so we started talking about this. Well, what was happening was he was playing out these conversations throughout the day in his mind. Right? He was having the chess match with his wife. And so that, that was getting him all charged up. Because the brain actually treats those conversations like they're really real. And so when we have the chess match, the hypothetical conversations, the brain is treating that like it's real. And so it's triggering our stress response system. This, so real things are happening within us to get us charged up. And so he stays charged up throughout the day. And then all of a sudden, it's like he's pouring gasoline all over the place. And he said, okay, this is where my wife and I are going to have this important conversation. And then all of a sudden, the first spark of conflict, whoosh. But he's like, I don't know why that happens. Well, you just doused the carpet with gasoline, and the first, first sign of friction just erupts it. It's because he was playing out these conversations. He wasn't guiding his mind. He was, quite honestly, he wasn't just being present. He wasn't being present in the moment. His mind was a runaway freight train, and he was experiencing the results of that. So I want to share just a couple thoughts that I, I hope are really practical that can help us with this. It can look a lot of different ways. Uh, I, I, you know, guys who are struggling with sexual temptation and, and pornography, uh, so often that struggle starts in the mind, and then the actions will follow. I mean, it could be that. It could be conversations with your wife. It could be a lot of different things. But what I'm saying is, we have to guide our thinking or else we're going to end up in the ditch. So I want to share uh, three different thoughts on how can we steer our thinking, all right? How can we, how can we keep our hands on the wheel and, and today, on this Tuesday, guide our thinking? And the first one is simply to pay attention. Just like when you're driving, you kind of got to pay attention, right? It's pretty important. And as we go about today, as we go about tomorrow, in the same way, it's pretty important that we're paying attention to what are we thinking about? What is popping into our head? What are we giving our attention to? In practice, let's all do this starting today. Practice being present wherever you're at in the moment. Whatever conversation you're having, whoever is standing right in front of you at that moment, let's practice actually being engaged in that conversation mentally. Let's be all in in that conversation. And uh, one, one thing that's real simple that, that really helps with this is uh, to kind of anchor yourself in reality is from time to time throughout your day, 
to kind of steer your mind back to the present. Pay attention to the surroundings. Like, pay attention to color. Pay attention to the, the color of the carpet and pay attention, really pay attention to the people who are in front of you. Because, again, we're trying to anchor our mind in, in what's happening right now. And then as you, as you pay attention to the present moment, uh, become aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in that moment. So if I'm, if I'm having a conversation with Mark, it's easy for me to be thinking about other things, other things I have to get done, and he's talking and talking and talking, and I'm nodding and I'm listening, but am I really paying attention to what he's saying? So a trick is, okay, I'm really going to pay attention to him. I'm really going to listen. I'm going I'm to pay attention to, I'm going to really look into his eyes. I'm going to be there. And then as I'm there, I'm also going to be paying attention to the Holy Spirit. So as he's talking, I'm thinking, wow, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the exact same Holy Spirit is in this conversation. Isn't that fascinating? That God's Spirit is literally right here with us. And so I'm paying attention to you, but at the same time, I'm fully present to the Holy Spirit. We're, we're paying attention. We're engaged. So that's the first thing. Again, three little t- tricks that will help us to be present, engaged, focused, guide our thinking, is to be present with people, present to whatever situation it is, and be present to the Holy Spirit in that exact moment. Let's just practice this for a second. Just close your eyes. And think about how the Holy Spirit is with you right now. Just give him your full attention. And don't even necessarily say anything to him. Just sit with an awareness that he's, he's literally with you. Okay, how many of you made it more than seven seconds? <laughs> okay, how many of your minds wandered a little bit? Okay. Yeah, it's common. There's no shame in it. There's no condemnation in it. My point is, it just takes practice. So that's what I often do throughout the day, is my mind wanders just like everybody else's wander. I'm thinking about things i got to get done, all those different things. But what I've, what I've learned to do is just practice kind of recentering myself. Wow, God is with me in this moment. So throughout the day, I'll often say, God, thank you for your presence in this moment. You're literally here with me. Thank you. That's all. Then I just continue on. God, thank you. You're really here with me. I mean, it sounds so basic, but I think, I think that's what God is saying is, hey, come back to the basics. It's like Wade Phillips, right? He brought the defense back to the basics, baby, and it worked. Okay. <laughs> but, but today, think about the basics. Here's the basics. Be present wherever you're at and be present to the Holy Spirit wherever you're at. Those are the two basics to practice. And then here's the third basic, is to set your mind on the truth of Scripture throughout the day. Philippians 4, here's the last verse that we'll take a look at. Can we put up uh, Philippians 4? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so with the scriptures, 
You know, the scriptures are all those things, lovely, pure, true. And so Paul is saying, hey, intentionally set your mind on the scriptures. So one practical way to do this, I put a note card. I like to give you guys things so that you can take some of these thoughts and just practice them, put them into action. So there are note cards on each of your table. And what I want to encourage you to do to make this a reality in your day today and tomorrow is ask God for a weekly verse or ask God for a monthly verse that he wants you to think about that week or that month. And then write it down. Put it in your wallet. Keep it with you. And then whenever you have some time, pull it out. If you're waiting in line or if, you're, if you have some time before a meeting. But this just helps us to steer our thinking to say, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to steer my mind. And one of the ways I'm going to steer my mind is I'm going to steer it right on the truth of Scripture. And one way to do that is to keep the Scripture in front of me. All right? So practice those things today. Be present with people. Be present to the Holy Spirit when you're in those moments. And then set your mind on the Scripture. Look for little ways to set your mind on the Scripture as you go about your day. And then here's what I think will happen. Here's the result. I think as we're more present and more present to the Holy Spirit and we set our mind on the truth of Scripture, we'll start to notice all the things God does on a daily basis that maybe we didn't see before. And they're like, wow, God, you're a lot more active than I thought. Isn't it true that we're a temple of the Holy Spirit? We're not a cave in which he's hibernating, sleeping, snoring, but he's alive. And he's saying, hey, give me your attention and watch what I do today. Keep in step with me today. And it starts by being present to me today. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence God, we want to be men who value your presence. God, we don't want to call ourselves Christ followers, but then go about our day in a way where we completely leave you in the dust and neglect you. Father, help us today just to be aware of you, to be present to you. Help us to steer our thinking today, God, to be intentional with our thoughts, to be present with people, to be present in conversations. Father, thank you that no matter what we're doing today, you will literally be with us in that situation. And we celebrate you and we value and treasure your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name. Everybody says amen. Oh, three minutes late. I apologize. I know some of you got to go. Some of you can stick around. If you want to stick around, take some time and uh, continue some conversations with guys in your table. And if you have time, uh, try to pray for at least one other guy. Ask him what's going on in his life. Be present to what he's saying. And then uh, spend some time praying for one another. Great to see you. <clears throat> we'll get back on track next month, first Tuesday of month of March for the, uh, the prayer breakfast.